of this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's real sports and entertainment talk radio. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is the Don, the D of DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 4 is the number to call in with your comments, questions about our list of topics. Also, if you need that toll-free number, 888-926-7562. We do appreciate your comments. Uh, questions also on Facebook. Twitter, respectively, if you're tuned in visually, as we discuss uh, Major League Baseball, some updates on some standings. The Braves had a great um, uh, weekend. Surprise, he talking to me, really. <laughs> I saw your little raggedy post. <laughs> Sign into our Facebook group, DNA Sports Talk. You'll understand a little bit more why this sorry joke over here. <laughs> taking shots at my team. I, I just, you know, show some some highlights, you know what I mean, from <laughs> from you know from the early for the weekend got started. I just was showing some highlights. That's really? all. Really? That's I, what you want to go was, with? Like, you know what I mean? Just you know. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun week. <laughs> I'm so glad everything's back. It doesn't feel good to have all the sports back. All right, keep going. It is. It is. Um, top 25 AP came out today for college football. Uh, normally, we break down our conferences, so we're going to have to kind of run through it today and try and... Well, I can tell you well we can... Two, two of the conferences, we, three of the conferences... <laughs> we can of the power five. Three, three of the power five, we can run through. Pac-12, Big 12, <laughs> ACC. We can run through those. We can run through, <laughs> can run through those. <laughs> Big 10 and SEC, we can have this. We can have a discussion on so those. So, you can send your hate mail if you're any one of them other three conferences. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. <laughs> right. Uh, other football news, of course, we get into the NFL. A couple of pre, uh, several preseason games this past week, and one Monday night game tonight. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on that as we also break down the where we at now. We went west, south. We're now in the uh, north. Yeah. Break down the AFC North as well as the NFC North. Give our predictions on that. A lot has been made about Colin Kaepernick and the Jay Z deal. We get into Ooh, that. Oh, I got so much to say about that. And then um, PGA. There will be one person 
that we know of that is notable that won't be here starting today for the weekend and a couple other big notable uh, that's, guys that's, who, that's, who that's didn't other, make it. That's the other reason why I got my shots in on somebody, you know, <laughs> keep you balanced. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 you can't have you can't have all the fun, right? Can't have all the fun. Why not? Can't have all the fun. Why you know, not? That's I'm only fair, man. <laughs> really? It's too brute, boy. I tell you. <laughs> Keep him balanced like pH. Uh, <laughs> this guy over here. Uh, so let's go back to Major League Baseball to kick the out. And, of course, our prep sports at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock with our man Damian Lewis from uh, Prep Sports Nation. But let's go back to baseball for a second. I'll let you go ahead and get your jokes in now and get it all <laughs> out of the way. No jokes. It, it is just, jokes. It ain't no jokes. Kick in. You been kicking for four days. It, it now. ain't no jokes. It's just facts on what's going on. <laughs> it you happened. Know, as far as the standings go and things of that nature. And some teams are slipping and some teams are uh 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 accelerating. Uh, yeah, striving. That's all. It's, it's thriving. It's nothing personal, but dominating. You know, <laughs> since we want to talk about baseball, we, we, we I go to the American League. You know, I start over there first. You know what I mean? Are you just going to delay this? <laughs> <time? laughs> say the best say the best for last. <laughs> That's, since you want to, you know, we're going we gonna to slow it down a little bit. But now, obviously, once you get into late August, September. This you is know, playoff push the, now. The playoff push, you got teams fighting for um, fighting for the wild card. You got mm-hmm. teams who have, if they've not solidified their uh, their standings yet, these last couple of weekends have pretty much, you know, says who's going to win uh, each respect, respective division. So right. in the American League East, the Yankees, speaking of solidifying, they're nine and a half games up. They're at 83 and 43. Um, nine and a half up um, on the Rays and then 16 up on the Red Sox. Go back, I want to say maybe two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, the Yankees swept the Red Sox mm-hmm. in the series. So that basically... Which I was a little surprised at. But that basically set... Red Sox going south for sure for the rest of the season, and oh, it was definitely and, and, a game changer and elevated the Yankees, you know, to solidifying. But my question is, with the Yankees starting pitching, is that, that going to be enough to continue to have them atop the AL will, when the playoffs start? I will get to that in one second. <laughs> then you got the Central, which is. Um, Kind of a dog fight between two teams. It's just two teams. Minnesota two teams, Twins and, and, and the Cleveland Indians. Minnesota Twins right now two and a half up at 76 and 48. And then the Twins two and a half, like I said, two and a half back at 74 and 51. Um, the West, speaking of the Yankees and can they hold on to supremacy right now or be considered the favorites going into the, uh, into the playoff run? The answer would be no. <laughs> <laughs> and that would, to me, that lies with the Houston Astros now. Um, they're at 79 and 46, seven and a half up um, on the Oakland Athletics. Now, I will say the only thing uh, Chris Sales he just got placed on the injured list Saturday, mm-hmm. and he doesn't need Tommy John surgery, but he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. I think he's going to be out for the whole offseason because Boston ain't going to be <laughs> – you know what I mean? So I, 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 but I get you saying you got to remember two weeks ago or prior to the, the, the trade deadline and whatnot – um, Astros went out and got Grinky, right from Arizona. That solidifies their rotation. They got four now. So you're talking about you always say good pitching minimizes, if not shuts down, great hitting. And so in the postseason, yeah, on average, on average, on average. So that shifts. You know, 
really now you, you got to think about who's going to have um, uh, home field advantage. You know, Astros. So, well, right now, if all things stay the same and whatnot, that would would, would favor the Yankees because they have a better record. But so. I, I, I predict the Astros will come up. I think the Yankees will drop a little bit. Mm-hmm. But and I think you the Yankees are going to take the, their foot off the gas. I no. really do. Nah, I think Tampa Bay is just close enough to keep their attention. And you look at the last 10 games, you go back to the, the AL East, both of them, actually everybody in the last 10 games have been or sitting at 73. So there's enough noise behind the Yankees for them to keep their attention. So I, I, I on that case, I would say the Yankees will probably wind up, if all things stay the same, will wind up with, with, um, with the advantage there. But I still don't think it would make a difference because, again, Houston has four guys that can go out on the road or at home and, and, and get you a win. And that's why. And I see. <laughs> so that's why everything goes to me. You at go some point, Houston. we'll go through Houston. Exactly. Um, to the NL. East, because we live out here. <laughs> you got the Braves um, sitting up five and a half, um, sitting sitting top of the East at five and a half above the Nationals at seventy four and fifty two. Got the Nationals at sixty seven and fifty six, and you got the Mets who have been making a run. Um, I think they're going to run out of gas. Um, but they're yeah, sitting they were, there. at one point. They were twelve or thirteen. They had won twelve mm-hmm. out of thirteen. Yeah. They want to extremely great streak and I was glad to see them not trade the gong yeah, yeah yeah so that allowed them to be relevant to your point uh only two games back of the wild card right now yeah yeah so we'll see but I just think too little too late in my opinion with them but they're sitting there tied with, yeah, with but and, again if you got good pitching yeah get one one game they got the guy if they can they can schedule it out right they got the guy who they can put on the mound um, but they tied with Phillies at 64, 64 and 60, but uh, nine, nine back of the break. And Syndergaard. Syndergaard. I was trying to think of the other guy. You got two. You got Syndergaard and DeGrom. Yeah. So, we'll see. I, they, they're on a run. So, you know. I'm not worried about them, though. So, uh, <laughs> let's, get to the, let's get to the central. Right. You got the Cardinals sitting the top at 60, 65. Well, hold on. There's a tie at the top. Now, don't be just say sitting the top like they just by themselves. Going to let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> Little touch, little touch, yeah, I'm a little, little touchy about that. Put some respect on their name. So again, as I was saying, 65 and 57 are the Cardinals sitting at the top of the central. Tied. Thank you. Tied. Took it too long to get to that. Tied. Tied. Let me get there. Um, actually, by by the numbers as far as games, the Cubs actually have a better record at 66 and 58, but. Um, Statistically, um, the Cardinals are are yeah. to the top, and then you got Milwaukee right behind everybody at two two games back. So this is really the division, um, the stretch run for who gonna win win the division and who can also uh, solidify a wild, a wild card. card. Um, right now, y'all are falling apart. Look at the I last know. look at the last ten. You have four and six. I sent the I sent a little little uh, little confirmation out. <laughs> Uh, of that falling apart right now, um, we're up five runs, six runs yeah. in the bottom of the night. Yeah, bullpen been looking bad to the to the Phillies. Yeah, a man gave up a grand, grand slam, slam walk to, off to Bryce Harper. But yeah, 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 moonshot. <laughs> so um, that it comes bit. and goes in waves. Yeah, because we were doing great. Uh, we had a 
about a three-game lead on Milwaukee, and St. Louis wasn't even in the picture. Matter of fact, at one point, let's we can be really honest, Cincinnati was, was up a game on us and yeah. was ahead in the Central Division. So it's a wave of now our bullpen is not not what it was in May and June, i.e. the Braves now bullpen has been playing great. They have the best earn run average of anybody in the uh, – I want to, nationally, it may be all of baseball uh, in the last month. And we've seen that their struggle. So it yeah. goes and comes in ways. And it's it's because of the bullpen that they beat the Dodgers yeah. uh, this weekend and won the series two out of three. And which it, we, who would have expected that? No, nah, I want to see. So. <laughs> now, then, their blown saves are yeah. still up there, yeah. but their earned run average yeah. is yeah. the best in the last month. And then speaking of the Dodgers, you get to the, to the, Western, to the West Division. Dodgers, I mean, at the end of the day, they're 20 games up. Um, closest, the closest, you know, you know how they say uh, when, you, when you're driving your car and it's like the, um, the, 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 the objects in your rear view are closer, closer than they appear? That's a lie. <laughs> 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 That's not the truth when it comes to the West Division. The, the Dodgers, 82 and 44 on pace, probably to crack 100 possibly as far as win totals. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the closest thing to them is the Giants um, <laughs> at 63. That's the only team 500 or 63 and 62, 18 and a half games back. So it was good to see the Braves this um, this they, series against the Dodgers, not just win two out of three, they but also to, also to be competitive. They needed so, it. Um, now, Grant, you want to win the series. and what You know, you everybody, you want to go into a three-game series. You want to win, you know, two out of the three. But – you did lost. that did that series tell you more about the Braves or more about the Dodgers? Told me more about the Braves. Okay. What it told me about the Braves is if if the likelihood of them and the Dodgers being in the NLCS, if you ask me right now, that would be my pick as far as the two teams from the National League in in the NLCS. So and it would now confirms to me that it would at least be a good series that probably can go six. You asked me that a month ago, I still would have had, <clears throat> excuse me, the Braves getting to the NLCS. I've been confident, I, I still, but I would have had I would have had them getting beat four one, or getting swept. You know what I mean? Because that's just bullpen. Correct. So, um, <clears throat> so to see that this weekend and the circumstances surrounding the two out of the three wins, you got Sunday. You bench your star player Acuna. And then, would you have done that? Yes. So let me set the backdrop for people listening. Ronald Acuna, who is an MVP candidate. Probably, yeah. Definitely an MVP candidate. One of your star players, only 21 Let's maybe say, years you, old. You Mike can just drink today. Right, I know. Yeah, 21. <laughs> yep. yeah. 21. Um, didn't run out a, a, a base, uh, a hit, because he looked like he thought it was a home run. He did a couple of things. That's, that was strike one. That was strike one. He thought it was a home run, so mm-hmm. he didn't run it out. Yeah. And kind of lag behind, and you know, I should have been easy double, maybe a triple, wind up maybe single. correct. And so, when he comes back to the um, dugout, coach says a few words to him, and then sits him down well, for the rest of the you, game you gotta, in the fourth inning. Well, come no come back, he gets the single, and he tried to steal a base and gets thrown out. Oh, get right, and then he got thrown out. <laughs> That's correct. strike two. <laughs> correct, correct, <laughs> right. That's strike two. So I, I don't, and then strike, strike three. You know, obviously. The situation that he did that, then you were already down. I want to say they were down three one, or three three zero, three zero. They were they down. were down. They, they were, were down. down. So you know, you you playing as we sit here and talk. The probably the only team that's between you 
and you know really getting to the World Series, if all things stay the way they are now, this is not the series to kind of be lollygagging. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I have no problem with it being done. It does a, a few things. It sends a message to the rest of the team that you know what everybody's going to be held accountable on the same on the same. I level. agree. The second thing it does to him is you're an MVP candidate. You got to act like one every time. You, Regardless, you, you, up to bat, whatever the case may be. And then the third thing does <clears throat> it does it shows now that he did that and they still won. The players now will rally behind or not think twice about Snicker a, a, any decision that comes from him. You know what I mean? So when you do it to the star, you set a tone. Yeah. Now you or get perceived star. He's becoming. Pers- he's he, be, I mean, he, I, we know he is. But right. He's, that's, he, a, that's a good uh, question right there too. Yeah. So, but let's keep going. He a perceived star. I right. think he. To get to the star status, you got to be doing something consistently. He is well. He's an MVP candidate, yeah. and if things continue in the Braves, win the uh, NL East as they look like they will, and be second to Dodgers. the Dodgers, I think he will win MVP, yeah. or at least be second in the running. I mean, who else in the NL would you have right now? Somebody, anybody of the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, but you know, yeah. The Dodgers the last couple of years have been in the World Series, have won, have been in the NLCS, so we kind of expected them to be there. Yeah, yeah. The Braves, we were kind of like, yeah, they should. You, you, had, but you had them as a wild card. I don't know what, but I'm saying, <laughs> in the postseason, we yeah. kind of said they should be there. Yeah, yeah. So for them to be playing this well and have the record that they have, to that point you look at, well, who, who's, who's the, the star well, on the who, team? Who's the best Who's player? carrying them yeah, yeah. So to speak, on the team, yeah. he's and he's it, been doing he's it. He's doing it defensively and offensively. And he's he's a, he, on base percentage is high. Right, he's a threat to steal all the time. So yeah, all across the board, he checks off all those boxes you're looking for. Um, and the and the major league basically checks off because he's young too. So you look at some of the other guys like Trout and Price and all. Excuse me, and those guys they're older. You know what I mean? And you know, and when I say this, I this, mean his only competition is Bryce Harper, who's been yeah. in a huge slump. Yeah. So yeah. he's out. Yeah. Like you mentioned, there's nobody in the Dodgers that you can definitively say, say right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, I think the guy maybe, and it depends on what Milwaukee does, but they're struggling. I think Milwaukee Dr- may, right. may may have one or two guys that one guy. Um, so yeah, it's it's really a two man race in the NS, in the in the National League for MVP, and Acuna is leading that leading that that race. So it, it checked out all the boxes for for Snick, Snicker, and I have no problem with it. I don't then either. on top of it, win or lose, I didn't have any problem with win or, it. Right, but correct. then you still won, and if I'm not mistaken, they won with the guy who he had benched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying it goes. It, it, it goes to, you know, that one decision. It, it played out right now. You have if you did, and you didn't embarrass him. That yeah, I think that's key too. Yeah, it wasn't a rant. It yeah. wasn't a throwing stuff. No, it wasn't a getting in his face. Yeah. You talk to him. You tell him. Why you yeah. you're pulling him out, and I think the other thing too in the post conference he said I understand, he said I'm not upset with the coach. Yeah, yeah. The translator. Saying, on, on the on the other side, Acuna seems to have handled the situation at the way exactly. it needs to be handled as well or whatever. So yeah, it's all it's always a way on how you go about, you know, speaking to a grown man. Yeah. Even though, Even though we're kidding, he, 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 you know yeah. we're kidding about his yeah, uh, his still, age. He's, he's still he's still young, so it's all a learning experience. So I have I I have no problem with the situation. I think it's gonna um it's gonna bode wonders for them as the later the season goes. I, certain stars get special treatment regardless, and now we'll talk about Antonio Brown in a minute. 
But when you as a coach can say, hey, this is what I'm doing to the star to show everyone mm -hmm. else that there is still some level playing field in how you get treated. Mm -hmm. And he still it and, makes it easier for the entire team. And the reason why I don't want to put the star on him yet, and I understand he's there and he's probably there. I just gotta up see, and coming. You I gotta see, up and coming. Up, yeah, I gotta see longevity. You know what I mean? So he, he all the way around, he's still too young. You know what I mean? So if he this the third season of him doing this, and he's in year four, and there's been three seasons of this right here. Then you know, um, but I but, I think he's gonna be an Andrew Jones. Uh, some people are comparing he, it to I think, that. I think it'll be better than that. I think. I think so. You too. know what? You know Way what he. But I'm saying Andrew was a excellent player. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of though? He really reminds me of, and they should. Should easily come off all of y'all. He reminds me of Dion. Yes, thank you. A Dion. He reminds me of Dion with, with all more power, with better, better all around baseball skills. You know what I mean? And so he just lacks the personality. I think he had the personality. It's just I, like, think, so. I think I think it's just is he foreign? So you know, okay, yeah, the that, language barrier. The language barrier. barrier. But I think from what I I understand from the Latin community, that that's that swag all day. As you know, what we call, but they right. you know they love it. And I, and I just feel as he gets better, you can see it coming out more and more. So I can understand kind of putting the cap on it a little bit too. Like, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? We know you there, but let's slow your roll a little bit. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's a humbling experience yeah. too, yeah. to realize that you're a professional. This, Hey, this is how you want to carry yourself as a professional. We realize you're going to be our star yeah. if yeah. this continues. Yeah. So let's let's uh, get the Freddie Freemans and the, yeah. the Josh Donaldson and I think that's the other thing too. The Braves have a decent mix of young and oh, veteran yeah. players yeah. that can compete with the Dodgers. I, now, right, I'm, I would pull for the Braves, but I would think that the Dodgers would probably win a seven-game like, series. Like I said, I got right now. If you asked me a month ago, I would have still had the Braves and the Dodgers in the NLCS. I just would have had the Dodgers beating them four-one, four-zero. After this weekend, <clears throat> now I feel that it'll be. Look I still got Dodgers. It'll be 4-2, but I feel like all six games will be competitive. You know what yeah. I mean? It won't be a wash like the way the, the way the Dodgers were rolling a month ago. Right. Uh, speaking of which, the Atlanta Braves today have claimed Hamilton. outfielder Billy Hamilton from the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Uh, 28 years old, batted uh, 211 uh, last year. He's basically gone, as they're looking at, uh, pitch runner. Late defender, yeah, yeah. so you bring him in. If you make it all into the game. World Series, then you got a guy that's played in the uh, in the American League, and, and you can possibly insert him into the lineup. So you know. Are you surprised that it's another hitter and defender as opposed to a pitcher? Ain't no. To be honest with you, ain't no pitchers out there. Houston got them all. So <laughs> I, I, I I always thought the one thing is hard to do at the, in late in the season is to develop a pitcher or develop pitching. And it's kind of it's you either old. have it or you, you don't. don't at this you, point. you don't have them in the you either have them yeah you have them on the mound you have them in the bullpen and you don't have them. So I thought as we they got closer to the deadline, I always thought going to get bats was going to be hey you know what we'll the best we'll, way to the go the best way to go. We we already scored plus three or four runs late in the game. We the, they're number one in the league in doing that. They showed it again against the Dodgers, Dodgers right. Grand Slam. But now you know what. Let's go ahead and beat. Let's instead of six six runs a game. Let's solidify. See, if we can we can have seven, seven or eight, eight and take our chances that way. At least you at least you know if you can score runs like they do, that takes some pressure off the pitching, the staff, pitching staff that they don't have to go out there and and and, and pitch a gym.
every night. Your you boy, know? Um, what's his name? Pitched well last week. What was it last Thursday? Um, Keiko. Yeah, I think. Again, I think. I hope. I'm hoping with Keiko is his playoff pedigree will start showing up. Will show up. Yeah, will show up late in the season, in the, in the playoffs. So um, what I don't like is the analytics of baseball now. Five innings, five and a third, whatever it is, it seems like the manager is at the top of the steps ready to pull you instead of having the feel of, you know what, he's only giving up two hits. I mean, granted, they got four, but that was because of error. You know, like yeah. he yeah. has command of his fastball and his, his uh, curveball. I'm going to leave him in because I see something as opposed to now it seems like, again, five and a third. I'm, t- I'm headed to the top of the steps regardless of how he's pitching. And then I go to my left-hander. Then I automatically go to my right-hander, each of them pitching two-thirds. And yeah. then I, I – Now, it's, a couple things happen. It when, seems to be too rigid. I guess a, a couple of things happened over the last, say, five, six seasons. You had the Oakland A's kind of do those numbers game and wind up – the money balls theory and wind up making the playoffs with a bunch of nobodies as far as baseball was concerned. But then you got to fast forward – that's how the Royals made two straight, made it the two straight World Series. That, but they stuff, didn't have good starting pitching. I, but I'm saying just that mindset was five and two thirds, and I'm going to the bullpen for the lefty to the righty to the lefty, and then I'm you know I'm out. I'm out. But then the third thing is though, <clears throat> because everybody has someone that's an analytic or that watches all this, they've taken that feel for the game out of the skipper's hands, and now there's a guy upstairs that's telling them. You have to. They're in their ear he's, saying he's had eighty nine pitches. Yes, yes. Get him out. Uh-huh. Like, but he has good stuff. Like, yeah, leave him in. That's that. So, baseball is almost becoming to a point where we look at sometimes football. Is it does the does the quarterback who you paying all this money to call a play? Call a play, or I, or you got everything and everything. Everybody from upstairs or whatever. So you know that I think that's the side on baseball that's coming to a point where. Um, this workload management and, and, and all those things are playing in all sports. I'd rather have, now you go back when the Braves were winning 16 pennants in the Bobby Cox. I, now, Bobby Cox trusted this gut too much. I wish we had a guy <laughs> that was being like, you but know it's, what, Bobby? It's a balancing act. Sit that guy but no, down. No, Bobby <laughs> did. Uh, honestly, I got to defend Bobby just a little bit. Just a little bit. The best regular season coach in baseball, I would say, ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. As soon as September starts, give me Joe Torre. Yeah. From September to October, give me Joe Torre. <laughs> but from April to September, yeah. I want Bobby Cox. Yeah. <laughs> he just never could get over well, you know why you that don't, hump. You know why I wouldn't want Bobby Cox? Because he done worn you out between <laughs> from, <laughs> from May, May, to, May to September. You, you come into the postseason with a dead arm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I mean, so that's what's going on now. A lot of, a lot of power. A lot of that gut instinct has been is being taken away from the skippers. The skippers. They they got somebody in their ear, or they've been told, "Hey, we've we spent so much money on this guy." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, well, if that's the case, you need to start paying those um, setup men yeah. just as much then, because, and you know, we'll talk about the running back position. NFL yeah. has been devalued. What you're going to start doing is devaluing that the, start, that, the, the starters. starters. starters, but then you're going to add right. more value to to your, to your point. The mid, guy who middle, comes in and play and uh, pitches no more than two innings, yeah. but yet 
you're going to devalue the starting pitcher who, according to analytics, has to pitch five and a third. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. It, it, it'll be interesting over the next few seasons, few years to see how that all plays out. Or you might see that it's just something that kind of goes in a cycle. It's a wave. You know what I mean? And people will go back to the old school way of, of, of managing a baseball team. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some football to discuss. This is DNA Sports Talk. 1100 AM is right here, and we'll be right back. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle, or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out dnasportstalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is how you do so. 888-926-7562, toll-free number. Appreciate you tuned in on Facebook as well as Periscope. Uh, let's go to college football. And the AP Top 25 came out. No surprise there. Number one is Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Oklahoma. You okay with the top four? Man, and Ohio we, State coming in at five. You just, We can have an argument about who's five through 25. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't matter at that point? Yeah. That's, uh, one through four, that's, is, one through four is set, and I got a funny feeling that West Side one through four is going to end up as far as the playoffs go to. In that order, 
whatever particular. But in but in somehow in that order. Yeah. Uh, just in case you want to know, six LSU, seven Michigan, eight Florida, nine Notre Dame, ten Texas, eleven Oregon, twelve Texas A&M, thirteen Washington, fourteen Utah, fifteen Penn State, sixteen Auburn, seventeen UCF, eighteen Michigan State. 19 Wisconsin, 20 Iowa, Iowa State comes in at 21, 22 Syracuse, 23 Washington State, 24 Nebraska, and number 25 is Stanford. Um, Looking at this, well, we can go now back to conferences. So, Pac-12, the highest ranked team is Oregon at 11. I, 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 can, I can live with that. You can live with Oregon yeah. winning it. Yeah. Uh, last year they were nine and four, and I don't think they lost a lot. So and Washington, uh, right, not right behind them at thirteen. There yeah. they were ten and four last year, so that seems to be. Yeah. They'll it's, be battling in the yeah, northern, northern division. Yeah. Uh, the South will probably. Well, this is the first time, surprisingly, as I look, um, USC is not ranked in the top twenty-five. No problem with that. I, hear you, I didn't hear you call UCLA's name either. I did not. That's no surprise. But I, more so USC not being there. Mm-hmm. It's probably been 20, 30 years. Someone have to fact check that since USC has not been ranked in the top 25 preseason. I know in the last 15. I mean, Because, I mean, you you well, just get players that automatically go there that are just uh, athletes. But I think they had a couple of years. But, nah, you might be right. Probably. But Eastern. rank Ranked, preseason? Yeah, 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 yeah right. at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm about to say. Well, nobody <laughs> at the end of the season, they've been out. But, yeah, right. Yeah, but, but not, not, not starting off. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Brentwood and what's the other? What's Brentwood is where UC, USC is at. Where's the other part? Where's UCLA play at? Um, I know it's Crosstown, right? Yeah. It Brentwood and whatever side. Football, right now, they got they got some issues. So the highest rank that seemed like in the South would be Stanford. Uh, 25, they were 9-4 and four last year. So, based off of just preseason, you're expecting a U.S. – I mean, um, a Stanford versus Washington uh, for the Pac-12 championship. I mean, you or my, Oregon. Which one you – You're going to hold my feet to the fire. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm gonna say Oregon. Oregon. And that's no disrespect to the Cougars. But I, I'm just going to say Oregon. Okay. And I, I'll go with Stanford. They seem to always have a solid program. They they usually yeah. do. So, they probably be 8-4 and four <laughs> and be champions. I think it might be a little bit better than that, but I'll, I'll go with those predictions. 8-4, and 9-3. Correct. Um, mm. I, go ahead. No, I'm saying then between Oregon and Washington – you know, Whoever the, wins the, that matchup, but that, that one of those two teams will wind up being ten and two. Not safe to say. Maybe eleven and one, and we'd be fussing at the end of the year on why a Pac-12 team is not being considered for uh, a playoff spot. <laughs> well, that's, we know why. I'm gonna... just saying because I'm not the top four. To me, is not that's not budget. I don't see the top four budget either. Uh, the other Power Five. Let's go, well, Big 12. What do you see from the Big 12? Oklahoma and Texas. And that's it. That's so it. whoever wins the Red River rivalry yeah, we'll, gets we'll, in. We'll take care of the rest of the yes. uh, Texas preseason number 10, Oklahoma preseason number 4. Yeah. Uh, your boy Jalen Hurts got uh, named QB. He'll be the starting QB for Oklahoma. We'll see yeah. if um, I just lost the coach's name. can get his third straight Heisman Trophy candidate and number one pick. 
Oh, out of yeah. um from Oklahoma. Um Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Is that his yeah. Coach, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm we'll about see to, if I was about that. to call old boys in there, but he the coach now for the Arizona Kingsbury. Cardinals. Yeah, Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh but it's Oklahoma's to lose. Yes. I think Texas has made strides in coming back. But I got Oklahoma winning that division. I and feel I like I feel like think you, they might go undefeated. I feel like if Oklahoma happens to lose the Red River rivalry, they'll do enough to put themselves back in. You know what I mean? Later, it's not when you lose, how you lose. How you lose? You know what I mean? So, so yep. Looking at the Big Ten, a lot is being made about Ohio State being five, even though they have a brand new. That's why um, I want coach. To, yeah, and Justin Fields today, the transfer from Georgia, has been named the starting quarterback for Ohio State. And last year they finished thirteen and one. Yeah, that's that. Now that's why I said the top four. We don't have to have an argument about that. Other than who should be one, two, three, or four. Right. But to me, the discussion really needs to start at five on down. At five on down, and I would start immediately with Ohio State. I think I would, and this is not even being SEC biased or whatever. I just feel. LSU and those and, and some of those guys, to your point, I got a brand new coach and I got a brand new quarterback. I, I, you don't those, know those, those are big question marks. You know what I mean? So and it wasn't like we seen such a huge sample size of fields here in Georgia to all of a sudden say that you know what? You don't know. Yeah, you know. So uh, um, to me, that's more of a putting Ohio State at five is more of a disrespect to everybody else in the Big Ten. You would have thought Michigan at seven would have yeah, been a little higher. Yeah, yeah. Marlboro has his quote-unquote quarterback that he mm-hmm. said, hey, this is my quarterback. You know, I'm ready to rock and roll again. Another year with him. They finished 10-3. They had a good team last year, yeah. uh, especially on the defensive side of the and ball. And you got the whole stinging of that embarrassment you took to – Ohio to, State. Well, no, I'm talking about in the, in, the, in the bowl game. Oh, that too. Michigan took, the, took, a, took a wallop Correct. From, from Florida. So you got the motivation, you know, coming into the – in, into the next into the next season, so I just feel a lot of the I'm not quite sure I, I disagree with Ohio State being at five. Okay, so who do you have winning the Big Ten? Um, I'm gonna tell you who's gonna be in the championship. I mean, you know what I mean. So, because um, they got the North and the South, right? Oh, Correct. They, oh, they got well, how do they, they? Yeah, legends and, and right. Um, <laughs> Ohio State on one side. Uh, the other side, I'll put. Um, I'm gonna put Wisconsin. I just about to say Wisconsin. For some reason, they always figure out a way to Again, get there. Wisconsin be eight and four, nine and three. You know what I mean? <laughs> and make it in and yeah. lose. But at least <clears throat> I feel like most of the games in the Big Ten will be more competitive than what you're going to see out of the Pac-12 or out of the. I um, would think so, since you got several teams ranked in the top 25 yeah. starting off the preseason again. Um, Michigan State is in there. Uh, Penn State yes. as well. Uh, Wisconsin, Iowa. And it was one other thing. Oh, Nebraska also ranked yeah. in the uh, top 25 preseason. Looking at the SEC, uh, I think it's Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I am surprised at how. Now, on paper, LSU does have a six ranked team on mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. We'll see what uh, what's your boy Orgeron. What's the <laughs> coach so Orgeron gonna for do for LSU? Their big games are they at night and at home? Well, obviously their big game is Alabama. That'll but determine the SEC West. Is it at night? Is that in a, or is it is it in Tuscaloosa? They better hope it's at it, night. Or if it's at night, if it's in Baton Rouge, 
That'll let you know who they want to I win. I know if it's in Baton Rouge, but I if Baton Rouge 3.30 is a it's different, different Baton Rouge. Oh, I know, right. 8.30. <laughs> well, of course, that'll be flex. You know, all SEC yeah. games are flex at that particular time. But the one good thing, LSU does have Florida at home. Yeah. They have Auburn at home, which could be a shock or a surprise or whatever. But, no, the Alabama game is at Alabama. I thought last year they was in a – Matter of fact, yeah, they they played that night last year in in uh, Shreveport, yeah, and uh, gave Alabama all the calls. Um, yeah. what's his name? White got him with a late hit that wasn't you know wasn't called. Call. So they they broke down at the end of the game. The defense finally the gates game opened no up, problem. but they kept it as close as possible. Nah, so Alabama Georgia because they're not. LSU not gonna go on the road and beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. No, they're not so gonna happen. And it's late in the year, so you can yeah. kind of. <clears throat> help certain teams get the calls <laughs> they need to make sure that you ensue that you have two SEC SEC teams yeah. in the uh, playoff situation. And I, I think Georgia, their, their tough game, of course, would be Florida. Yeah, Florida will play Miami. So we'll have our first taste of football that counts this weekend. Miami takes on Florida. And surprisingly, Miami was not ranked in the top 25. So who do you like? Since we're talking about it right now in the Miami, Florida game, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. I think so. Too many question marks with um, Miami's Miami. office, offense. Too many. Too, you hear that, Clausea? Too many questions. <laughs> you, you talked about Miami last week. I know week. we talked about them last week. <laughs> two, and I, you know, eight and four, nine and three, but one of them losses is going to be week one. And so, <laughs> and you know what I mean? So, to me, you know, you hope for a good game and not get blown out, but. Um, I don't think I don't think Miami has it all together. It's like I said, too many question marks on the offensive side. Uh, for a first game, too. Yeah. Georgia, I think, will take care of business. Now, they do have a tough game, but it's at home. They do have Notre Dame coming in. But other than that, the Florida game, and then you have uh, – it depends on this Texas a and I don't understand. They're ranked 12, and I understand. I, I, that might be some SEC bias as to why they're yeah. ranked so high, but I don't see by the end of the and year that's Texas that, A&M And that's that respect for Jimbo Fisher, too. True. This is his second year. Second year, so. I figure he will have made significant strides. Now, what you don't want to yeah. see happen is Georgia lose to South Carolina unexpectedly. But I think we're past the Mark Rick days of uh, losing those games that you're not supposed to lose. Just, just, let's just wait. This is <laughs> this is this is um, this is how the NBA was a couple of years ago. You know, Golden State gonna get there in Cleveland. Just I want to figure out how you. Okay, good. You want to watch and see how we wind up there. I get it. But call me when it's Georgia Alabama playing, and so we can settle in the SEC championship yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It'll be interesting to watch how they travel down these roads. Yeah, and get there. be some but we know what it's close this. games. We know, yeah, some you know, possible slip ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if anyway, we know how this, this is going to end. <laughs> Georgia, Alabama. Then we can discuss who's going to win the game. Who will win one. it all? Yeah. And then we got to end with the ACC because Clemson won the national championship, and they're ranked number one. And they're currently ranked number one preseason. Don't see anything changing there. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a tough competitor this season. Because if you look at Florida State is down, 
Uh, Louisville is down. BC and NC State have never been a factor. Now, Syracuse gave them a tough game last year. They barely squeaked by. They're the only team ranked in the ACC in the preseason 25. But it's a couple places, it's a couple places hard to go play. And it's still hard to go play in Boston College, College late in the season. It's still hard, especially if it's that night the, and the weather. weather. It's still hard to go up there. It's always hard to play in the Carrier Dome if they have to travel up there. But Syracuse so they gets, got Syracuse on September 14th, though. Okay. So that's out. early. Yeah. So, nah, then no. Then to me. But the only thing is they come back-to-back. They will play – uh, Texas A&M on the seventh at three thirty, but that game is at home. I think this so is- if they get past Texas A&M, it's fairly smooth sailing. You go to Syracuse, and then after that, nobody else. And you always say rivalry game yeah. at South Carolina. Yeah, this time is at William Bryce or whatever. I I put it this way. Now the one thing that you have to worry about Clemson, or I'm gonna say about Clemson is this is probably the first time in the um, what's old boy's name in um, Jim, um, um Dabo. Dabo's tenure that now he is the hunted. The hunted. See, <laughs> even last year, as good as they were, it was still all Alabama. They, it, people still, myself included, wrote them off and even yeah. wrote, wrote them off even more. Even when, in the championship even, game. Even when they did the, when they, especially when they did the quarterback change in the middle season. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? So now he, he, he didn't have that to, he doesn't have that to say, hey, you know what, they still doubt us, look at you, whatever. For him, for himself as a coach, and to reiterate that to his players, this year they're the hunted. They're number one. Every and then what you did to Alabama in the championship game destroyed them. You know, can you can you coach and play and keep these guys motivated week in and week out, Saturday Saturday, knowing that you're the best team in the nation and in a in a conference that's, that you're, that that is so that, weak. It's so weak. Yeah. Again. Syracuse is the only team in the ACC outside of Clemson ranked in the top 25. Yeah. So. You should cakewalk through those teams. Yeah. So, so. We, so, so we'll see. So, but, again, no no argument for me from one through four. And I'm telling you right now, one through so four. So now, your four, if the, based off of today, the playoffs will be Alabama. Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Georgia. Now, the, now, the one thing I know people probably call in and be like, well, you, they're not going to put two SEC teams in. Yes, they are. And that's my point. If you wind up, I, I, I if under, they wind up undefeated yeah. and they play in the SEC championship game, yeah. both of them are getting get, in. As, if it's a good game, that's that's what I'm getting to. So and even that's the reason why I said you're going to have the Pac-12 and you're going to have the Big Ten arguing because you're going to have two teams sitting there at at five and six, five, six, and seven will be having arguments. Because I think the Ohio State Michigan game will come down to the last game, mm-hmm. and you can't have a team with one loss. They yeah. have to be an undefeated team. Yeah, that's the only way a pack um, a big team Big Ten team gets in is if Ohio State or Michigan are undefeated. So and now, win the conference championship. So now, what about an undefeated Pac-12 team? No, they will not get in. They still won't get in. You they will not get in. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. All hate mail from the West Coast when y'all see this in about three hours. Send it to this guy. Send it to this guy to my right. <laughs> they they won't because the strength of schedule will not look good for them. I and the you. Big Ten, as we mentioned, what did I was five teams yeah. in the top twenty five or maybe six. So you have better competition week in and week out. You have more ranked wins. You have more correct. wins against ranked teams. Exactly. So it'll look it'll look better. Yeah. Your strength of schedule will definitely be a factor. So I, I get it. I just I feel again you 
that's how SEC gets two teams in because Georgia and Alabama. And then and it's not like it hasn't been done before. They did it to Alabama two years ago. So you know Alabama didn't even playing championship game and got they still in. got into the. Uh, so it's it's not like we're saying something that's all unprecedented. They'll never like, oh, they've, they've done it consistently. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that won't happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go PGA before we go to break. Um, congratulations to Justin Thompson, Justin Thomas, excuse me, on winning the BMW Championship this past weekend. Shot an amazing course record, eleven under a 61 on Friday, uh, Saturday that caught to him. He had a six shot lead going into the uh, final day. And of course, all he had to do was shoot for and he could have played even basically and, and walked away with it. Extremely impressive. Uh, your boy Tiger did not make it. Uh, he did have a good round on Friday. He shot five under and a 67. But he needed to basically do that again on Sunday. He shot even par, so he won't make it. Phil didn't make it. It was interesting, though, that Phil, uh, his hotel caught on fire. Lightning hit it, so he had to leave. He didn't have his clubs or, you know, his clothes or anything. To, he wasn't yeah. sure if he was going to even start the round. And he tweeted out, you know, thanks to EMT and everyone else, you know, I'm safe and yeah. – um, I did finally make it to my round just in time, but there was a fire uh, at the hotel. Now, of course, the backlash on that was his sister went on Twitter and immediately said, uh, Mom, want to have a word with you. How you on Twitter saying there was a fire at your hotel and you didn't call her and let her know? Man. So, <laughs> no matter how old you get. Supposed <laughs> to check in with Mom. That should have been the first call. Oh, then yeah. you can put yeah, it out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, a little tug and cheek there between uh, – the siblings, but what they're going to do this year, this coming week and weekend here at East Lake in Atlanta, Georgia, for the final tour championship, the they'll be staggered as far as points. So because Justin Thomas won the and he's leading the FedEx Cup and won the BMW Championship, he's going to start off Thursday ten under. So he automatically has a jump on everyone else. Uh, next up. It will be eight under, it goes seven under, six under, uh, so forth on down. And those who uh, were uh, 26 through 30th, because they only take the top 30, will be even. Okay. So Patrick Gantley, who came in second at the BNW, he'll be eight under. Brooks Kepka, who uh, could have been second, now is going to start off at seven under. Patrick Reed is six at six, uh, fourth at six under. Roy McIlroy is fifth. Five under, six through ten is four under, eleven fifteen is three under, sixteen through twenty, two under, twenty-one through twenty-five, one under, and then twenty-six to thirty is even par. That's an interesting way to do it as opposed to the top thirty coming and whoever wins um whoever in the top five, if they were to win the tour champion win the East Lake, they automatically win. The FedEx Cup, which is a $10 million annuity Booty. payout. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I... I'd I rather they all just come in 1 through 30. And again, if you're 1 through 5 and you win it, then you automatically win the FedEx Cup as opposed to starting them off at certain increments playing the um, East Lake at the Tour Championship. Is there a reason why they did it this year like that? Try something different. Okay. 
But again, you know, if it doesn't work and it, they can always scrap it and go back to something else. Um, So again, Tiger not here, Phil not here, which is a good chance for people to see some of these other great golfers for fairly cheap. So if you're in the Atlanta area, there'll be plenty of tickets available. Trust me on that. Yeah, since since, since Tiger's (laughs) not, yeah. And Jordan Spieth is not here. And this is the first time in, no, it's been two years since Jordan Spieth has won a PGA Tour tournament. So why why is he not coming? He didn't make the top 30. Okay, he did, okay, okay. He needed to shoot an amazing round, and he failed to do that as well. So the notable names, of course, again, Justin Thomas, who's number one, Brooks Kepka, who has been on a tear lately, and Roy McIlroy will be your premier guys that will be here in Atlanta this weekend for the Tour Championship. Now, one thing that has been brought up several times is speed of play. And the PGA Tour here in the U.S. has talked about making some changes. Mostly Rory has talked about the speed of play of Bryson DeChambeau, how he took it. For one one instance, uh, it was like an eight-foot putt. He took two minutes to do that. Which gets on other, you know, golfers' nerves as speed of play. It kind of backs up the correct. Them being able to take their uh, right. So the the European shots. tour has gone ahead and um, changed their rules effectively starting uh, next season. That they're going to give more time in between uh, tee offs. Let's say it's usually seven eight minutes. Mm-hmm. They're going to stretch it out to about eleven or twelve. Okay. The other thing they're going to have someone. Well, they already have someone who walks with the players in case you need a rules or you know yeah. if somebody says, "Hey, this is on a sprinkler head. What's the rules? How can I move it to ensure integrity of the game?" They're going to have someone that will put someone on the clock if they feel that they're moving too slow. slow. Okay. They're going to immediately do that after. It used to be like four or five infractions. You get. Um, a stroke taken away from you. Now they're only going down to three. So they're trying to minimize the the lack of slow play and the frustration uh, between the players the guys have. And I, I understand why, because if you're getting to a rhythm and you're playing well, you want to keep that rhythm. Yeah. Uh, for instance, Justin Thomas shooting an 11 under, he was definitely in a rhythm. He yeah. was seeing his putts. He was seeing the line on his shots. And you have to sit and there and then wait. It, it, right. And so if you're playing with him, you purposely are going to sit there and take too long. Yeah. Now, you know, there is a grace period as the far of like, okay, that putt could go this way. There's yeah. a lot on the line. And they're going to also take into consideration Saturday and Sundays, making sure the players have a, enough time to, you know, read their putts and everything. So it won't be a, a hard, fast hey, you need yeah. to speed it up. But if you continue to do it repeatedly, then, you know, you got to yeah. take a stroke away for that. I guess now it would be interesting to see. I was I would assume maybe they can track the players throughout the season. And so now you know I got a guy. You're habitual. Yeah, well, I know all of a sudden you typically get to your get to your, your shot and get to your putt in a minute and, and 15 seconds. Now while all of a sudden you're at 215. Right. You know why are you a, why why are you a full minute longer now when you before it didn't take that long. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? So I, I wonder if they would keep track throughout the the season. On they already keep track okay. of um, your little tracker with your shots, so that yeah. shouldn't be hard uh, to yeah. keep up with that. And yeah. I think the person that will be walking with them to you know ensure that the 
speed of play is kept up, we'll do the same thing. Okay. I'm sure that you could, if you're, if we're playing together and I'm taking too long, you just motion to the guy, hey, start yeah. timing to yeah, see yeah, yeah. how long it is. I just, you know, you, it'll be one of those things you read about, you read about a player, you read about their tendencies, I guess that should be on there as well. Which is why nobody likes to play with um, DeChambeau. Okay. Because he's a habitual <laughs> person who plays extremely slow. Gotcha. So, yeah, he would definitely be one you do not want to be in the same group with. Uh, so we're going to take a break. When we come back. we got Prep Sports. I think that's them calling in on the line. Mr. Lewis will be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace the A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770. Uh, 888-926-7562. It's a toll-free number as we get into our prep sports. Got Mr. Damian Lewis on the line. How you doing, man? Uh-oh. Let's try that one more time. Hello? Hello. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Hope you had a great weekend. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. How about Good you? Good deal. 
Hey, man, I can't complain. Staying busy as always. Of course, got a chance to uh, get a little bit of taste of Friday Night Lights football uh, with some scrimmages this past weekend. Uh, Johns Creek uh, beat up on, well, I shouldn't say beat up on, but they did beat Creekside 26-14, and uh, then Mays uh, defeated Carver Atlanta 17 nothing on Saturday. Um, so, you know, just uh, it, it's that time, guys. This is This week is the week. That counts. So uh, before I get into all the football stuff, got to give a couple quick shout-outs. One, to the Marist War Eagles, uh, Lady War Eagles, I should say, softball team. They just defeated Westminster 11-6 to improve to 5-0 on the season. And then also got to give a quick shout-out to the Walton Raiders volleyball team. They are the uh, four-time defending state champs. Uh, in Class 7A, they're off to a 3-0 and start. Uh, great program up there. And uh, if you like volleyball, want to see some great volleyball, high school volleyball, you definitely want to check out the Walton Raiders. And now let's, let's get into some high school football. Um, first off, uh, before we get into games kicking off this weekend, you got all USA preseason offense honors. Two Georgia boys being uh, listed, and that would be Marietta's uh, class of 2020 tight end Eric Gilbert mm-hmm. and then also Rome's Tate Ratledge he's an offensive tackle he's committed to Georgia and those two guys actually will be in action facing off against each other on Thursday night in the Corky Kell Classic and uh, like I said this is the week high school football officially kicks off this week you've got several games including three days of that Corky Kell Classic uh, again, Thursday night, you got Ridgeland taking on Calhoun at 5.30. This is up at Rome High School. And then at 8.30, you got Rome taking on Marietta. Friday, Cool Ray Field in Gwinnett. This is the first time uh, the Corky Kell Classic has ever been played in Gwinnett. And that's significant because when the Classic started, Brookwood High School out of Gwinnett was is a founding school member of the Classic. So they've played in the Classic ever since it began back in, uh, I think it was 92. Oh, wow. Um, so Friday, that'll be at Cool Ray, and you'll have Archer out of Gwinnett taking on Tucker, and then Buford taking on Milton, uh, which Milton is your defending uh, 7A champs from this year. And Buford, they've, they've got about 20 state championships under their belt in the last 20 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> a little exaggeration there, but that's just how, how big football is for them. And then on Saturday, they moved to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and it's a day full, uh, starting at 9 a.m. with Mays taking on Kell. Uh, 11.45, Norcross taking on Walton. 2.45, North Gwinnett taking on Cold Creek County. That's going to be a good game, actually, right there. Uh, and then Brookwood, as I mentioned, taking on McEachern. McEachern is another school that's a founding school of the Corky Kell Classic. That's at 5.45, and then they'll cap things off that night. 8.45, Mill Creek taking on East Cal Weeder. Uh, and then a few other notable games not tied to the Corky Kell Classic uh You've got uh, Westlake taking on Creekside. That's a rivalry um, that's dated back for quite some time, so that'll be a good one to see. And uh, there's a host of others out there. A couple of teams you want to definitely want to put on your calendar to try to catch the season. Dutchtown down there uh, in Hampton. Those boys, I uh, got a chance to see them a little bit on Friday, and those boys look like they're going to make a deep run. They look like some grown men down there, but uh, <laughs> looking looking forward to seeing them in action. And that's uh, that's all I got, guys. Okay, cool. Uh, so, looking at this coming weekend, the uh-huh. premier game is Marietta game. 
I'm understanding. Yeah, the, for Thursday, the Marietta-Rome game is a big game. Rome won that game last year uh, despite Marietta almost coming back. Rome had jumped out on him early, and, uh, you know, Harrison put together a, a few couple of drives, and, and they almost came back, but they weren't able to pull it off. But that is definitely going to be a good game. Again, that's a Marietta's a high-power offense with uh, Harrison Bailey. Again, he's a Tennessee uh, commit. He's uh, headed there. He's like the number one. One quarterback in the nation. He's got Eric Gilbert at tight end. He's got Ricky White at wide receiver. Ricky White's headed to Michigan State. So that's a very high-powered offense, um, and they've got a solid run game. So a lot of eyes on them this year, a lot of eyes. They had a lot of eyes on them last year, but they dealt with some injuries, and that kind of sputtered them throughout the year. But they are definitely the team that everybody's watching this year. And, of course, Rome is always producing, um, you know, winning season, so it's going to be a good matchup to watch, and that'll be Thursday night at 8.30. Okay, so basically whoever wins that game will be the front runner to make it to the playoffs, the well, championship they're, game. They're, the thing about it is they're, uh, Marietta is 7A and Rome is 5A, so oh, really? they're both front runners still, regardless oh, of the okay, outcome okay. of the game. Okay. Uh, you know, they'll both still have a you know chance to make deep runs uh, into the playoffs, but Rome's Rome has been able to uh, hold up. Buford. Buford is going to be the other 5A team that people are going to still be keeping an eye on. Uh, so, you know, and then with 7A, again, everybody will be watching Marietta, but North Gwinnett is going to make a claim. Parkview, no one's really talking about Parkview, but Parkview is going to be in the picture. So, um, so why would they allow a 5A to play a 7A? I might understand 6 and 7, but 5A to 7A. Uh, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's football. It's it's all about touting. And, I mean, heck, a 5A beat a 7A last year when Rome beat them. So, okay. you know, uh, you know, it's really more so, uh, you know, that whole classification really is all about the size of your school Correct. at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, right. I was about to say, this, this is not like. But usually the bigger your school class size, the more you can draw from unless, to you know, to your point, you got a wrong where you only have two two high schools in the city or in the right. county. I think the five A to seven A it sounds like it's a big difference because you know five to seven, but right. I think by the numbers they're really not that much difference. The big difference when you start getting down to the three A, the two A, the one A, right. oh, the one A private, yeah, 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 well, yeah that's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and even there, you know, I think the bigger difference is going to be your one A to your your two A. You know, you know, because even with even with your two A's and your three A's, like Douglas Astros. Yeah, they have a small, uh, you know, student population, Mm -hmm. but because of where they are, they still got some very good talent. So they wouldn't be afraid to go up against a 5A or a 6A team. Now, I think that plays, I think the between the two and five is less likely, correct me if I'm wrong, Damien, less likely in basketball because I I, you need, you know, players or bodies, so to speak, in football. But right. in basketball, you know, you can have a, a, you know, a private team, a 1A private that, you know, the parents got a little money, so they moved over and they got the coach that's recruited. So you can go up and play against a 6A type team. In exactly. Yeah. In basketball, you know, I think that, that it's really more relevant. It's more about, let's just be real. What school can steal steal uh, <laughs> steal some kids and build a roster? Right, right. Hey, like you look at uh, LeBron's uh, LeBron's son. 
him and uh, what D Wade's son is on the team. Right, and somebody him, D Wade's yeah. son, uh, and then uh, Brandon, uh, the kid from North here at Norcross. He just he committed. I mean, trans, he's transferring out there, and uh, there's one other kid that's transferring. So yeah, and I hope he you knows. know they're they're gonna be loaded. <laughs> right now, they could be a one A private school, yeah. but and go and destroy. Any, in any, this any, scenario, any, six exactly. eight, yeah, any five, any five, right? Yeah, yeah. Now they football. That's a little different because you know you got to have more. Yeah, because body you got to have the bodies on yeah. campus to actually build your roster. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, you 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 know, with 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 football, you want to limit the amount of guys going both ways as mm-hmm. much as possible. Yeah. Have they done a good job of that? You brought up a good point because I remember in high school, I'm about to tell my age. We had guys, you look, several of them, you, you played both you ways. You for guys that can play both ways. Right. <laughs> right. I was about to say, growing up, you know, like you just said, we're telling our age, but <laughs> in our day, I'd be damned if I wasn't playing both ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, wasn't, you wasn't good. You know, right. You wasn't, you wasn't considered to be good if you wasn't playing both ways. So Yeah. Um, but I, I think what's happened is over time, the programs have realized, like, for them to really, you know, build – Winning programs that are winning over the years, the best thing to do is, you know, have the have the student population there to where you have the bodies to choose from, and then you're able to, you know, because at the end of the day, you do want to rest your players. Uh, you know, perfect example, uh, the Heritage School down in uh, Noonan, they, uh, they're part of the Georgia Independent School Association. They've got a 30, 35-man roster, and now granted, in that association, there's only about 30, another 30, you know, some odd, 40, some odd independent schools, private schools. Uh, but when they made their playoff run, they got to the semifinals, and then the coach just said they were just flat out out of gas because majority of their studs were on both sides of the ball. So speaking of high school, you know you got the tragedy that just happened in Clayton County last week. What's the, um, what's the uh, temperature as far as the reaction and – any, you know, I, I don't want. I don't want to say. Yeah, you're talking about the, uh, the death but... of the uh, the young girl, the basketball yeah. girl. Yes. Correct. Yes, correct. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, I mean, it, it happens. Um, you know, regularly now, and you hate to put it that way, but I mean, it's almost. You know, every year there's going to be a death uh, related to heat, and um, you know, the schools. The, the you know, I can't speak for every other state, but Georgia High School Association is very, very. Um, with you know, they're, they're very um, adamant about making sure that they push the rule of their heat, you know, whatever their heat rules are. So, for example, for football, the temperature I want to say is over 92. Uh, teams have to go with no helmets. Uh, you know, they stress water. You know, so, you know, part of it, too, is these athletes have to make sure they're taking care of themselves. They can't just wait till they get to practice to start you know, taking in water because dehydrate, the dehydration process actually starts the day before. So, you know, and a lot of kids, you know, they'll go all day long drinking sodas and, and juice and, you know, not even and, and not thinking about taking in any water. And then they, you know, they get out there on the field. And, and it's, this, it's been this last four weeks, it's been hot here in Georgia. So, uh, you know, it's really about the kids. When they're away from whatever their sport is, you know, when they're not practicing, they still got to stay on top of their water intake because, you know, uh, it, it's it's very serious. And again, you know, you don't wish that to happen, but uh, you know, unfortunately, it's been happening, and not just here in Georgia, it's been happening all over. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Let everybody know how they can find you, sir. 
All right, on Instagram, at PrepSportsNation underscore, Twitter, PS underscore Nation underscore, and, of course, you can log on to the website at PrepSportsNation.net and just Google us on YouTube at PrepSportsNation, and everything is there for you. All right, brother, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it, fellas, and you all have a great evening. All right, you too, man. All right. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to – I mean, he brings up some good that. points. You know, I had anybody you got listen, guidelines and, and yeah, regulations. Yeah, yeah and anybody listening, we're not by no means blaming a young lady. Or, no, no, you no. You know no. what I mean? But with that being said, I just wonder, and I never thought about it like that. It was the very first practice of the season, and they hadn't been in, they hadn't been in school right. like less than a week. So I, I do, you know, you do think about what have you done over the summer, you know what I mean, to keep your your body in shape. And to be, yeah. and to, you know, so, um, again, by no means of trying to throw blame, because at the same time, I'm like, if that's the case and you know you haven't been with your players for 90 days, about how long summer is, then what's the regimen? What's, what's the what's the how do you how do you ease yourself into a in, into a practice if I'm the coach? You know what I mean? So my understanding is she was running the um, she was running the bleachers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So which it, is yeah, but I mean normal. Yeah, to I, get started, to get warmed up, and I, get you. I, I just you know I'm just it's unfortunate. Yeah, it, someone has to be the blame. Time right? and unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, someone has to be the but someone has to be the blame. So I, I I'm just wondering again if you take into consideration what he just said about you know the heat. The, the, no, the kids are not taking care okay, of their bodies, bodies. And not and you know and I'm a coach and I haven't been like I said I haven't been I haven't gotten my gotten my team on a regimen yet. How soon do you go into Having ha- having hard practices, you, you see what I'm saying? So maybe the bleach is in hard though. That's a, just a normal way they normally. I get you. I get you. I get you. Get started. Yeah. yeah. Um. Speaking of unfortunate incidents, um, we go NBA. Uh, Boogie Cousins, uh, torn ACL, gone. I hate, I hate it for Boogie. I, I, I really I'm do. About, I'm about to be in my Drake mode. <laughs> you you feel I, it? I, I hate it. Had, I hate it had to be him. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, we say he injury. worked so hard to get back and then got hurt in the playoffs and still fought through that and had yeah, a yeah. decent game. And but now, they always say, but I, I've said this about notably Tiger and Serena. You, you gotta, you gotta take, you could say him playing last year, he rushed it. I mean, was he, he wasn't, you could, I know, I know it's for a fact. He wasn't fully healthy playing last year. No, we you, know that. You know he rushed I mean? back for the playoff. And so, you know, how much have and you And that's because Durant was hurt, too. Yeah. So how how much of that? Well, and he needed a big contract. Yeah, no, I, I, get, I get all the circumstances that he was, you know, I get all that. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you're coming back, you're not fully healthy, and you always run the risk of being injured again. But this was a non-contact playing, just getting in shape. But you don't know how much him being on. Favorite. It was the same same side though, and that usually I, you're yeah, right. Yeah. If you hurt your your right knee, your left ankle goes yeah, because you're yeah. overcompensating yeah, for yeah, one or the side, other. Yeah. But it was the same side. You just, I guess, it's then, just, then it's not for bad luck. You would have no no luck at all, all. right? <laughs> so now the Lakers are pursuing or have interest in. Dwight Howard. <laughs> get him. Get him. I'd love to see it. Thank you. Go get him. I, he, he doesn't fit that. I know he doesn't, but I want to see him go get him, though. Go get him. 
Go get him. He doesn't fit that system. Go get him. Not saying he wouldn't fit another system, but just not that go, one. Go get him. Go get him so I know the Clippers will be there. Go get because, him. Because um, Anthony Davis, doing his press conference when he first became a Laker, mentioned that, you know, if Coach asked him to play the five, he would, but he yeah. wants to play the four. That's, yeah, it's natural. that's his natural position. Yeah. Well, you got to play the so, five now. So the only center on the roster right now is JaVale McGee. The it. other person of interest is Joakim Noah. I think that would be a... When last time Joakim Noah went on the court? Uh, last year. Well, how many games? I don't know. Okay, then. So but last I know time, it was last year. When last time Joakim Noah been on the court? <laughs> Two years. <laughs> For something significant. Significantly well, you're not asking him. JaVale McGee is going to be the starter. So yeah. you're only asking whoever the center comes yeah, in to play. I get it. 15 minutes? Yeah. 15 I get it. I, 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 I and or you know start and give Javale a back to back. I'm gonna give night I'm gonna give whatever. I'm gonna give people who pick the Lakers to make it to the finals have a chance to re, re, redo their. Uh... But you know, <laughs> oh, okay. I, honestly, I don't think that they need another center. I mean, they need bodies though. Yeah, okay, you need a body, but I wouldn't. I think with Howard, his personalities won't mesh in there. And he's going to want to score. Joe Kim Noah, he's not looking to score. He's a hustler. He's a hustler, right. Do the dirty work. Exactly. You don't want someone, and I think. Who think they still have have an offensive presence. Presence. And who's going to want the ball and call for it. Um, Listen, you, you think he couldn't make it with Kobe? He definitely ain't gonna make it with LeBron, with LeBron who's who's passive aggressive. That probably, oh, he gonna be sending out that, tweets. That probably get on my nerves more, more so than somebody, than somebody telling me directly, directly. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so no. <laughs> it's LeBron gonna be tweeting at the game. Yeah. We need new bodies. Knowing yeah. knowing that he's talking about Dwight, like yeah, yeah. we need more rebounding. Uh-huh. So I you know who yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So nah, that that's not gonna. <laughs> now one person I I think would. Would fit is Kenneth Fareed. Okay, yeah. I think that that would be their best choice. Uh, again, you get some kind of offensive presence, but someone who's not going to demand the ball or say hey or or sulk because they don't get the ball. Well, yeah, yeah. Someone that doesn't mind playing a particular role or something like that. So that's who I would. Well, good well, Boogie. I, I know, man. That's Boogie went from probably cashing top, out to, from uh, top ten to not missing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the, on the bag two years ago. He was about to, he was, that bag was about to be that FedEx Cup annuity. Right. It really was. And now to being injured twice, three times. Correct. I mean, he did get to play in the finals, though. So He, he got his taste of the yeah, finals. Finally, and yeah. who knows, if he had been somewhat healthy, might have had a chance to taste the finals this year. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a possibility. But, 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 but get well. Get well, book. Uh, so today, NBA rookies voted on their favorite player in the league. Any surprise that LeBron came in at thirty-eight percent? No, most of them youngest. KD bad. twenty. No, no problem. Kawhi eight. Dame dash. A uh, Dame dollar eight. Um, Got right. Pronounce that man five, name right. I know right. Big Dame dollar baby. Big Dame dollar. Harden five percent. Yeah. I, yeah. Like you said, they they grew up. The one person being I being like the LeBron. one person I'm not I'm surprised that's not on there. But if he's not on there next year, is um, the Greek freak. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, next year if he has a season like he had this year, then I, then next year I would think those guys would give him his just due as being right. one of their f- favorite players. And the thing is, LeBron has made it to where the NBA is run by the players. It's yeah. a player friendly. It's 
you have the mobility as a player. Yeah. So you're going to appreciate that more. Yeah. If you you know are a rookie. Correct. Coming up. Yep. Uh, they predicted that Cam Reddish would have. They predicted that um, Zion would win MVP, but Cam Reddish would have the better overall um, career. I I believe that. Yeah. I, I, um, nothing again. I hope Zion does well. I think Zion is already at his ceiling. The roof is the ceiling, huh? The roof is That's the ceiling. That's Michael Jordan, bro. Yeah. The roof is the, the ceiling. roof is the ceiling. I think he is, he is. I think he is already there. You know, you know. You hope he would develop a jump shot. You you know, there's certain things I just don't see it out of him. Um, whereas Cam Reddish and the other gentleman that uh, uh, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, those guys or on the floor with their, their talent and just their body makeup. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of shape Zion is coming in since they've taken them off, you know. Beignets. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Zion. you my man, Zion. Uh, I was just playing. <laughs> but so, you know, with him having, you know, a severe ankle sprain, leg injury, mm-hmm. whatever, now you're not able to, to work out to like work you out and can. It'll be interesting to see. You know, granted, he is young, but you wonder if he, the, the scale tips 10, 15, 20 more pounds. Then that gives you an indication of how his body is, how his body will react. You know what I mean? So, And we've seen it throughout the course of history. History, When it comes to NBA players that are a certain height and a certain weight, it takes a toll on their bodies, specifically their knees and their ankles. Because that's a lot to... Jump up and down. Right. To, you know, you, to, a lot, a lot to move up, move lot to up, bring right. down, a lot to you know, you know. You, it takes its toll, yeah. and a lot of them don't have a longevity in the NBA. Yeah. You look at Yao was cut short, feet, feet uh, problem, right? Knee no seven, people like he's seven five. People forget Yao was three hundred pounds. Yeah, seven. Well, look at, I mean, Shaq was probably the only anomaly to that, and yeah. even still, I mean, yeah. The older, the older he got, it was hard for him to, it was to harder. keep the weight off. He's the big man, you know. He, so, um, yeah, I, that's why the I said. The Greg Odoms. Yeah. Well, Greg Odom never got off. He never, he got, never off, got off. He, he never he got, never got, got his He was career still, going. Still at the starting block before injuries took over on him. I mean, you look, you're talking about Boogie. Boogie's the big man. Yeah. Getting up and down. You know, you look at Boogie, you look at AD. Boogie's AD is a lot thinner a lot, frame. A lot thinner frame, so. You know those big guys, so that's the reason why I'm saying you add all that up or whatnot. And I just, I just think Zion is we we've seen what we're going to see. When I say him. the best of him, maybe not, but we we we've seen what he's going to do. Right? Can he do it at a higher higher level? That's possibly but eighteen we, and ten. That's what you're seeing from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be giving us twenty seven because he does because he doesn't have a jump shot. That I know of, you know what I mean. So he's gonna have to work hard to develop yeah, one. Yeah, and he's gonna have to go to the school of uh, Akeem Olajuwon for footwork. But that's the, because but the, then that that's when you actually have moves. Yeah. I.e. the reason why Dwight Howard has been bounced around. He never had go-to moves. Yeah, he yeah. just used his physical presence to and put then, back donks or yeah. a short floater, yeah. but never. Go to move. moves, right? But now the way the game is played, or or it's jump shot, yeah, a consistent jump shot. The way the game is played, and they've opened the court up, court up. That takes away some of that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it has it has will minimize his power. Yeah. The one thing he can be able to use is, is his size, a Charles Barkley type, and be able to body you down and create space and do. 
the game is open up now. You can't be in there holding up space and two and three and four. You can't dribble. be the New York Knicks yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, you can't be bully. <laughs> bully ball is bully not. Ball, right. Bully ball is not how it's. You know, so that's like I said. It all going back to Cam and R.J. Barrett. The game flows. The opportunity is going to flow more for those guys to have a much greater impact, in my opinion. On the court wise, now right. I know Zion is going to move tickets and, and oh, yeah. eyes and all that stuff, but, and he's supposed to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think again, you said they they have Cam Reddish having a better career than Zion. Than Zion, I agree. Uh, one other NBA news: Congratulations to Steph Curry. He was in um, D.C. today at Howard University. For the next six years, he's going to sponsor for the first time Howard University is going to have a men and women's golf program. Yeah. So congratulations, and Steph, again, putting his again. money. Whereas mouth is, so to speak, in helping out, you know, an HBCU and yeah. getting a golf program up because he is a an avid golfer. Golf, yeah. So we'll see how that might change. Maybe other uh, HBCUs or other schools getting support uh, for their program, yeah, yeah. especially in something like this in golf. Uh, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. When we come back, we got a lot of NFL to discuss. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out dnasportstalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. 
Welcome back to the DNA Sports Talk. Got a look. I was ready for everything else to keep going. Turn, <laughs> we can get lit Turn the table over, right? We can get lit real quick. <laughs> oh, man. 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. Uh, oh, 888-926-7562. Appreciate your comments, questions on Facebook as well as Periscope. Periscope will act up a little bit doing it the end of that uh, 7.40 to 8 o'clock hour uh, Eastern Standard Time, but we are back up and running. Let's get to NFL news. First of all, congratulations to Russell Wilson and Sierra, uh, part owners of the Seattle Sounders. So they are uh, putting their money into the community. A little prelude to what we'll be discussing in a couple of minutes, but, you know, making Seattle home now and making sure that they are – thoroughly vested in the community. So like to see that happen, uh, becoming owners, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, a lot of talk if um, out of the Raider Nation, uh, your boy Antonio Brown doesn't like the helmet that he's worn for nine years. Uh, wear it though. Huh? He wanted to keep the helmet he wore for nine years. Yes, he wants to. Uh, this started back in April. I didn't realize that to doing some research the filing the grievance and all of that he's been knowing about it it's not like it just happened in the last couple of weeks but this has been ongoing since april and of course he has to find a new helmet uh rogers has to find one it's not just him that's he's the only one that's been vocal about it everybody else is you know rightfully upset because you know you get used excuse me used to something and they and And it's a comfort thing and a lot of guys are superstitious that too, you know, so. because he, if correct me if I'm wrong, someone can verify this. He skipped out on paying. I think it was during the Pro Bowl. He had a chef come in and cook for him during the Pro Bowl, and he used frozen fish. So he refused to pay him because that, you know, he doesn't like frozen fish. So yeah. again, you're superstitious about certain things. He might have had a, a tweak, whatever happened. Yeah. He didn't have a good game or whatever the case yeah. was. Yeah. Look, he's running around wearing old jock straps. <laughs> so, you know, they just. But, yeah, Tom Brady is another one who hasn't yet to determine what helmet, new helmet he can pick from. And I understand the league is like, hey, you know, these are the safe helmets to use. They've been, you know. Keep that thought in mind when I explain how I feel. Right. About certain <laughs> things. So, keep this that is. In mind. This is. From the NFL's perspective, hey, you got, you know, several helmets to pick up from that have been approved, you know, to make sure player safety is part of it. And sometimes you have to protect the player from themselves. Mm -hmm. I understand that's the helmet he's wanted to use. But in this case, they're protecting themselves from possible lawsuits. That too. Down the road. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) When it all comes down to it, and we'll get in there in a minute, it's about money at the end of the day. Yeah. So we'll see. He came to camp today, but they weren't in pads or helmets, so he could show up today. But he's threatening not to play if he can't use the helmet that he's worn he for nine years. He lost the arbitration or whatever. He, he going to. So it's he ain't gonna miss no checks. It's preseason. He yeah. don't want to play in anyway. preseason anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, the linebacker for the uh, the, 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 the Jets is out for the season. So that now Le'Veon Bell is being shut down for the preseason. So, yeah. again, my Bears, I don't think we played any starters in preseason. 
So, again, yeah. this is much to do about nothing until day one. Well, yeah. Then in day one, and he's still talking like and that. He'll be there. He ain't missing no checks. <laughs> How do you feel about the running backs uh, having their own union? That was a petition that uh, they're seeking to start their own union, uh, separate from the uh, Players Association and everything else, just for running backs, because, as we mentioned, they're starting to be devalued, i.e., uh, Zeke feeling like he's not getting his money, um, Chargers running back. Uh, um, Melvin, Gordon, Melvin Gordon not getting his due based off of positions they're not paying them mm-hmm. for the workload that they do as opposed to playing them, paying them for potential as a, and regardless of what the position is. I have no problem if you feel it. If you feel the representation is not getting the job done, then you go out and you get the representation that will get the job done. And a lot of times it's probably better to hire somebody than to take one from your from your employer anyway. So again, I think a lot of people don't realize, like any job, I think a lot of people realize, oh, when you have a disagreement or something's going on, most people are like, oh, go take it to HR. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize HR is not there to help you. HR yeah. is there to minimize the risk that the company's gonna have and to make sure that um, one, they're doing something, they're not doing something that's illegal. Correct. And two, to minimize whatever that risk is monetarily or down the road. Right. Um, and so, and that does not include making you happy or making sure it is for the company's benefit. Mitigation. That is what <laughs> the NFL, in my opinion, that Roger Goodell's department is, in this example, is the HR. The owners are the owners and then the the he NFL, works for the owners. Yes, and then the NFLPA are supposed to have are supposed to have the guys, the players' uh, rights. You know, supposed to have their they enforce. They're supposed to have their needs at the forefront. forefront. But guess who hires them? The HR, the NFL. <laughs> so again, the, the, you know, or like you do, you go on strike until you get you know yeah. the the contract the way you want it. But, you but don't sign it. But but you can't take. <laughs> but you can't hire a lawyer that's working directly for who's hired by, right? The person that you have the grievance with. You, I you, agree. You, you know you see how that makes sense. So now if they guys are talking about you know what we're going to start our own union. Do it. Bringing somebody from the outside, it might be the best thing they can do. You never know what happens. Um, Patriots might be getting back Josh Gordon. He has been reinstated by the NFL. Of course, he has to, you know, get officially back on the team. But the Patriots uh, were the last team that he was with uh, until he, you know, I'm Josh. I'm Josh Gordon now. <laughs> Why are you out of it, man? He has a substance abuse problem, man. I'm still Josh. I'm Josh Gordon now. Now, if you're going to have a 24-hour, maybe you need to go to Dallas. But they seem to somehow, now the one thing I will tell you that seems, Jerry Jones, them seem to he somehow. He has great handling. They, yeah, they seem to keep you straight and get you, you know what I mean? We've seen it time and time again with questionable players coming out of college and getting to Dallas. And as far as that goes, their lifestyle goes, seem to be on the you know straight and narrow. Right. Um, so, uh, maybe he needs to go there and 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 get rehabilitated or whatever. But I'm Josh Gordon. Yeah, I hope he makes his return. Yeah, I, I hope he. I'm glad he's because this could have went all the way left. 
yeah. when he got let he go. He could unfortunately step. be, you know, he could have really, sad to say he dead. I'm saying he could have really went over the deep end. You know right. what I mean? So I'm glad. Is I'm definitely glad that he didn't. It's go not up. that way. It's not that way. Like I uh, before all of this took place, you wish him the best for himself mm-hmm. before he even returns to football. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he's in a good position, mentally, physically, healthy, yeah. emotionally, to be just alive and a better person. Mm-hmm. And then all, worry about football. All that being said, if he comes back, he's gonna, he gonna play sixteen games. I would hope so. Well, he probably gonna well, serve. His, he, he, gonna won't, serve. He, he probably won't play the first couple of games. He'll probably get in sparingly. Yeah, I give him, I give him eight games. Eight That's eight. all Brady might need is eight games. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, who you got? Edelman and yeah. no and White. I mean, you no you play, names. You playing the AFC East? That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what's good for. That's what's good, right? You playing the AFC East? Uh, your boy Josh McCown came off the couch. He was about to go up into the booth. The Eagles said, "Nah, we need a backup. Here's a couple million dollars." I would have. <laughs> Listen, if I told you I'm an Eagles fan, I'd be 38 hot. Should have paid. 40 kept, years old. Because he announced his retirement back in June. Yeah, for $2 million, I come at there and hold a clipboard. But, but, he, but he might have to play. He going to have to play. That's what <laughs> right, he might have he to play. Have to, I don't you, know if he thought that through yet. That, well, that's the, the Eagles didn't think it through. I know it sounds crazy. I well, no, well, their uh, backup, didn't he break his uh, He did something with his wrist, messed up his wrist. In the preseason, so they needed the, somebody. The one thing that does not happen to Foles, see, like Foles don't seem to get hurt. I, and Foles is one you kept him. So Foles is one you significant games. Agreed. I and I think I'm not saying Foles would have took a lot of less money, but I think Foles would have gave you a discount that you look for. You just had you just been he just would have been the highest paid backup quarterback in history. But, but, <laughs> he, but he still he still oh, he earned it. He yeah. earned it. He's, you know, so. I agree. I just don't. I just don't see Wentz making it through a sixteen-game season. Hey. Uh, and now you got to go to McGowan. Going McGowan's name. Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we Bears had him for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. <laughs> hey man, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Uh, in news that has been sweeping across the United States oh, and probably national. Go ahead. Before you get to that, speaking of your Bears, and got the Bengals, and you got um, your first-round draft pick running back. Cedric Benson. Benson passed, passed away, away over the weekend. Motorcycle a terrible accident. accident. Yeah, so yeah. condolences out to his family and everything. Uh, just sad because the way they was describing it is it's a, kind of like a – the visibility was saying wasn't good, and then the minivan that came out was going a little fast. And so yeah. just – you know, a collision that he's gonna you're gonna lose when you're on a bike. Yeah. So you know, might be a little different. If he was in a car, but on a bike. Right. So, so yeah, him and the the, the lady, the young lady that was riding with him as well. Right. So. Condolences to her family yeah. as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you just make it about the the name, the star person, yeah, but, but it was it was somebody I, else with him. Somebody else lost a, a loved one as well. Yeah. But again. A lot being talked about since, what, Tuesday of last week when um, the NFL and Jay-Z formed a, a partnership that he would be in charge of so- social activism and also over the entertainment side of the NFL. Um, 
Eric so Reed has uh, Rock, uh, Rock Nation. Rock Nation. Okay. Eric Reed has come out and talked bad about Jay. Uh, Kaepernick kind of did a little subtweet uh, acknowledging Reed steals, and I can't remember the third person as uh, standing with him and not um, letting people. Uh, trying to think the exact how the, the exact words some like being passed upon because Jay Z in the meeting with Goodell mentioned that um, the kneeling has passed and now it's time for action. So I'll let you go first. No, no, you can go first. I want to hear everybody. You can go first. I think that Jay, if he had the chance, would have said things a little differently. Um, his saying that the kneeling has passed. But then he's he, you know, went around the room about two or three people and said, "Do you know why he kneeled?" And of course, they said because of the police brutality and everything. So to that point, the awareness was raised. Now, what does need to take place is some form of action. At this point, the NFL we know is the mafia, so it's all about optics. Jay originally said in, on eight. You know, ish that um, you know, y'all don't. I don't need you. You need me. So the NFL, from an optics perspective, said, okay, well, we're going to pull you in to make sure we can hush the the protests. We can hush the things that's being said, and we can also start, you know, making people who were at once boycotting start watching the NFL again. And to kind of go from Jay on his part of telling people, hey, don't perform at halftime. Travis Scott, why are you performing at halftime? Rihanna, don't perform. Now to take the deal, it looks hypocritical to a lot of people. And that's why he's getting the backlash that he's getting. Now, I think that some people aren't willing to separate the two things. Separate what Jay is doing from what Cap is doing. Because one thing that Cap did was he did take the settlement. So Reed too, huh? Reed and Reed too. too, and Reed too, and Reed is still in the NFL working. So if me and you are in this settlement, and I'm not working, but you are, that to me, optics again, is like. Well, are you really down with me or not? Because we both took a settlement, but you still working. So I think in that respect, uh, I want Cap to say something. You can't continue to subtweet and hide behind non-words and your silence. You have to say something. Now, to that point, what can be said? I'm not sure because apparently they paid you not to say something. Because that, in that settlement, if you, and let me go, let me say one other thing. If I'm working at a job and they are um, discriminatory for whatever reason, when I settle, I'm not working there. That's the whole point of the settlement is for me to get my just due because I don't have a job and I'm not going to be working there. If I really wanted to work there, that should have been part of the settlement. So if Cap really wanted to continue to, you know, work and work with the NFL, he should have put that in there of this is part of the settlement that I have a job 
from whoever, you know, one of the owners, whatever. Goodell, you make it happen. You, whoever you need to talk to as the owners, you make it happen. But when you settle, you don't continue to work for that company in any, in any other situation. Now, I will say that I look at Jay-Z and what he's doing. Uh, people are familiar with Queen Sugar with what Charlie did in Queen Sugar, how she was with the um, Landry's and trying to help, you know, her, not only her farm, her brothers, but all the other blacks by being the proverbial seat at the table. Now, will you always, and they, of course, they went behind and did some other stuff, but she was able to find out some of the things that she did because she was privy to some of the information that was there. They're still going to be, it's still the good old boy system. It's still owners. And for Jay to quote unquote, be looking at ownership in the near future is good because there are no blacks in ownership period or minorities. Well, no, so they, to what is one, the one minority, thank you. The correct. Jackson, the no owner. blacks. Did he try to do it and couldn't do it. So if this is a way for him to get in, then good, because maybe there can be some change to that. But again, that has that is separate from the social justice part of the police brutality. The thing is, when you look at what Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were doing, they were protesting, they were doing things, and nothing from then to now has changed because people won't change. So when you're looking at, and I, they both, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, wanted the same thing. They had different paths of doing it. One was nonviolent. One was like, hey, we need to pick up the guns and the bricks and everything else. So I think in this situation, Jay-Z and Kaepernick both want the same thing. They're taking different roads to get to it. And I'm, and I'm waiting until, and I'm going to reserve judgment or see until more is produced from Jay-Z. I, I don't like the fact that they're basically pitting them against each other. Like people tried to do with Malcolm and Martin. It's pit them against each other instead of seeing how both can do good and help the community and blacks in particular and what they're trying to do. But so, I, go ahead. No, no, you, you not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I am I am I am mad at not mad I'm disappointed at everybody but I got a, I got a series of questions that I think people need to if, depending on how you answer these questions this is how you need to look at the situation so when it comes to Kaepernick and Reed I don't think do you do you know what a martyr is Yep so a martyr is you become the face of whatever that you become the face of the movement and or whatever and, it is and most times in a martyr you you die. You, you, you die you die now. In this case with Kaepernick, he Grant, lost his job. He lost his football life. Correct. Football so life. if you went into, if he went into this not knowing that this is not a possibility, then he had no business going into it to begin with. So that's so that's that's one. My second problem I have, I'm disappointed with this. We're 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 what two seasons into this now, and I still haven't heard a game plan from Reed or Kaepernick. Can I say something real quick to that point? I agree with you. Let me say something real quick. Kaepernick, when he first started, said that he would stop when he saw significant change. Go ahead. So, But I got to have a game plan. Now, that doesn't mean you stop kneeling. 
but we two seasons into this thing, and I haven't heard a game plan on, on, on what 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 happens beyond the kneeling. And I know I might sound like some of the clips from Jay Z or whatever, but this is an an all protest period. We can run up and down Martin Luther King Boulevard in St. Louis when someone gets shot. We can run up and down NYPD when Eric Gardner gets choked out. We can run down. You know, you know, uh, the young man in Cleveland. You know, you know, we can we can run and cry and scream or whatever, but there's never a game plan that comes up out of it, and so that's that's where I'm disappointed. Now, my opinion with Reed and with uh, with with Kaepernick is they didn't they didn't solidify all the players to be on the same page because then you had the cornerback out there in Philadelphia running rogue and and was undercutting him. People don't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? So I, the one the one disappointment that I have out of Cap and Reed, again, I'm going to say is they didn't solidify. So at the end of the day, the players wanted to see a significant change for themselves. They had one thing they could have done. Mm-hmm. One thing, don't show up on a Sunday. Yeah. And, and, and that tells me you stand behind Cap and what's going on. Because if, because if you got 15 different voices, you have no voice. And that's where I'm at when it comes to the players. Now, again, the fans, that's a whole different story for another show. But I oh now I will say this. I always thought boycotting the NFL was was the dumbest thing in the world. Again, one, because no plan, but two, in order to really hurt the NFL, that's a five, ten, fifteen year plan. And you gotta start at the very beginning. You gotta start at Pop Warner. You gotta get kids not going to not to go to play football. You got to put them in baseball and, and, and golf and soccer. And then 10 to 15 years later when the NFL realizes, oh, I'm not getting the, the, the prime best athletes no more and my product is falling off, maybe then they'll start really listening because you're hurting their pockets that way. But that's a long struggle. Nobody's willing to give up their Friday night high school football. Nobody's willing to give up. And I'm not wanting them to give up if that's your way to get out of whatever financial situation. So I, I'm not going to give that sacrifice. So that's my issue there. Now, when I, those are my two my two things I'm immediately disappointed with. The third thing is I'm disappointed with Jay in this in the fact of optics wise, and I don't know enough about the deal. I don't think nobody knows enough about the deal to have a judgment either way. So you gotta let this stuff kind of play out. But optics wise, I would hope he would have been smarter to realize me going into this thing. But I'm gonna give him a little break on that. Everybody else broke protocol. Uh, the NFL here, you know, we had the um, the Super Bowl here. Outcast, Big Boy, everybody broke broke protocol. So as a whole, no one's been on the same voice, the same the, the, the same platform. I don't mind having a disagreement. I'm not saying follow anybody and Jim Jones and follow you to you know what I mean. And you wind up drinking the Kool Aid. I have no problem in having a discourse in, in, in a conversation. But when we talking in, in, in public, we all need to be on the same page. I agree. And that's not happening. So now there's 19 different stories out here. Kenny Steels is calling, is, is calling, you know, basically calling Jay or Uncle Tom. And now you discrediting Jay-Z from the stuff that he has done just recently. You know what I mean? I.e. McMill. Yeah. I.e. The, the the lawyers that he has gotten to help other people just other quietly. than McMill. Like yeah, plenty of yeah, people. So. And that's another reason I want to give him, I'm waiting. 
Like, hey, give this man benefit of the doubt for now. It's so many times in our current history we're guilty until proven innocent. Let's go back to being innocent until proven guilty. I.e., we talked about Reuben Foster. Yeah. Because his past. As soon as something happened, you're like, oh, he hit her. Or he, he come did to something. Out, come to find out. She like, right. She's setting them up. So, again, give this man yeah. the same right. amount of credit of waiting and see. Now, if he doesn't come with a plan, then we can vilify now, him. Now, I'm going to say something and get some hate mail. I, I don't like Kaepernick's fiance girlfriend. Thank I, you. I feel she's too woke. She's so woke, she sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she need to shut up. And so, well, now you can send hit me to you. You know, so I, mean, no, I don't. I don't want to silence nobody. But what I want, I want her to understand is there's still a way to go about playing this game. Don't be far. divisive. Exactly. And everything have that's a unified come, front. Because have, again, they're both wanting the same thing. I have no problem with. The, but behind this, closed doors, have it out. But in public, you gotta show. You gotta show one accord. And right now, ain't nobody showing one accord, and I can We're now get pitting them against each other you know, again easily. This is what I have to say that's, to the community. That's that's my problem. That's that's why I'm disappointed with the whole thing. I don't even know now. Now on the other side, Jay Z's still a businessman. He's I'm, an entertainer. I'm gonna make some. I'm going to. I'm I'm going to get involved because there has to be some money there. Oh, of course. I mean that's what he does. And I'm an I mean? entertainer. And the other thing too is Cap is an entertainer. Yes. Now he's yeah. turned socialist, but at the end of the day, he's an entertainer, and apparently he still wants to be an entertainer because he's still putting out videos. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you want to get your job again, but you settled with them. I spent, Why I spent, go back? You lost, you lost a lot of power when you did that. I know. I'm going back. And to there's being, nothing wrong with settling. I'm no. There's nothing I, wrong with settling. I'm going back to being. If you're a martyr, and you know what a martyr is. He lost his football life. You, you signed a contract. You, you, you should have known what it was when you want to take on this. To be a martyr, most times a, a martyr, true martyr. A true martyr is the probably the most self-sacrificing thing you could ever do. So there's nothing behind what you can want for yourself once you decide to take this particular line of action. And if you didn't understand that, and I don't know how you didn't understand that if she is as woke as she claims to be. But the thing is, too, okay, be honest. How much can the NFL really do about police brutality? Nothing. That goes to, again, Nothing. I that goes to people. Some, some that goes to social action programs. Nothing. Well, that's what, that, so And now, maybe that's what he and, might be doing. That that's listen, We got to wait and see. We talked about this. I know we talked about this two seasons ago. We were like, listen, I, if you want to look at, the NFL will tell you which disease is most important. Come, breast o- come October, breast, breast cancer. cancer is going to be, and, you know, and I'm not saying breast cancer is not important. We all have mothers and daughters. But and they got sisters. upset when people wanted to do um, anything other than that, mental health. Yeah. It wasn't until Brandon Marshall kept paying fines and kept paying fines that we're like, okay, well, we'll give you a week where you can wear uh, and, a certain color that yeah. represents mental health or any other thing yeah. other than and breast so cancer. That's how, I'm, that's how I feel. If you go, if, not one disease is no greater, or or, or you know what I mean, or, should take precedence over, over another. We, we all have. Now, granted, I, I can say yes. Breast cancer probably affects all of us. Will affect before more more some, so some other. But disease. the number but one, the, the number one killer seems to be heart disease, though. So yeah, why is that not so a, a month? Maybe him. Maybe maybe him being there now brings. I always thought social justice. Us as black men, us as a minority, they have studies on there. I'm, I'm fortunate to make it to 25. Yeah. 
When I make it to 25, now my life expectancy jumps up higher because my first 25 years as, as, a, as, a, as a black male gets shortened due to gun violence, police brutality, right. a lot of different other things. So I make it to 25, I, 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 can, so I can breathe a, breathe a sigh of relief. I made it. The other thing, 70% of your players are black. black men. So why is that not something that you don't want them to allow to be able to have huh? a, 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 something to bring attention to? But I put that back again on the players. If you have one of one accord, one voice, and you want something, it's easy to get what you want. Ask Missouri College how they got their president out of there. They all said we not we showing, showing up, up Saturday. <laughs> we, this game is not going to happen. Right. Let them be there Friday <laughs> when the bus pull up. We are gonna be in our dorm room sleep. Right. And Thursday evening they were like, I don't see no bags packed. Right. To get them up out of here. And he was the gone. players. You got to know what your power is. So I put most of this discord. I put this on. The players never having a game plan or having a one accord. The other this is thing how we're going to talk to about that it. I think Jay could do is, like you say, move some dollars around to help, you know, whatever social Cause, justice yeah. causes or whatever. But also bring, like you said, awareness to other things so that the uniforms, you can wear what you want to wear. Um, you know, we can get some black coaches, some black GMs, other things that that he on could the, do. On the upper side. On the upper side, upper right. Side, yeah. Um, We'll do the AFC uh, North, NFC North next yeah, week. Yeah, we, we'll double up next we'll week. We'll double up next week. But find DNA Sports Talk on. Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on. Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on. Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See you next week. Peace. Yeah. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Oh, wow.